Let me welcome everybody from the internet side of the family as the Facebook. And we welcome you this morning to the ministering of God's word. God is so good. He has been a good God as we have sung about him. And you can't say enough about the Lord. Cannot say enough. He's been so good to us. He's blessed us so many ways. In so many ways, we, we could write him down and probably have a book to write about how God has been good to us. But I do have a word I want to bring forth, kind of goes along with the message we had last week, uh, a view of a giant killer, profile of a giant killer, however you want to put that. But this morning, I want to talk to you, minister to you, I want to preach to you about the second part of this, speaking to the mountain. I mean, oh, sometimes you have mountains in your way. Sometimes you have obstacles and those things that come to you and before you. God wants to give you the victory. Can I hear an amen? amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21, if you would, please. Go down to verse 20, if you would. Let's stand for reading God's word. Verse 20, it says here of chapter 21 of Matthew. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? Jesus saying this. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Go ahead and jump down to verse 22. It says this, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, say believing, believing. you will receive. If you don't believe, you don't receive. Right. If you doubt, you do without. Scripture bears it out right here. Thank God. We must trust God no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. Now I'll tell you, neighbors, it is time to speak to the mountain. You may be seated. We see from Scripture here, as we just read uh, a portion of this, uh, uh, it was a time for Jesus to teach into his disciples. Uh, uh, an illustration that he used, a fig tree that he came to. <clears throat> fig tree didn't bear the fruit that he thought it should in one sense, but Jesus using this to a teaching mode. And he said, see, Jesus wasn't just talking about the fig tree, but what he was talking about, because he mentioned mountains, <clears throat> mountains is a barrier, a blockade, an obstacle to get you to your destiny, your future, where God has for you, your calling. See, we're going to all answer for our calling. Let me hear an amen on that. Amen. See, an obstacle. See, what Jesus was really talking about, uprooting the obstacle that's before you. <clears throat> the barrier that keeps you from moving to where God wants you to go. How many knows the enemy tries to bring up things, obstacles and errors in your mind and in your heart and even sometimes people and situations? 
But I like what Jesus was saying here. Not just to saying, says the mountains. Now, physically, a mountain can be removed if God desires it to. A story about a, an elderly lady that uh, had lived on one side of the mountain. Her kids had moved on the other side because it's closer to their work. And for 10 years, they kept coming checking on her. It was taking them a long time to get around the mountain. They finally come and said, says, we can no longer do this. We must move you to a, a place that's closer that we can keep an eye on you. I didn't have room in her home, but she was a prayer warrior. She started praying. She goes, I'm not moving from my house, but the mountain will move. They thought she's kind of off a rocker. For 10 years, she kept confessing that. One day they come in to get things packed up and getting ready to move her. All of a sudden, they a knock, knock on the door. A man comes to the, was standing on the outside, so they come to the door. The kids come with her and says, yes, can I help you? He says, well, says, uh, we've got this task, and we're asking if we can keep our equipment on your property for a season. Well, why? Well, we need to create a road that goes over the mountain or maybe even through the mountain. You ain't get it yet. Her prayers were answered. The mountain was being moved. <laughs> Thank God that she stuck to the guns that she had. The mountain is going to move. Jesus didn't say, don't pray about the mountain, but says, speak to the mountain. Speak to that obstacle. Say to that obstacle, in the name of Jesus, you're going to get out of my way because God's got a calling. God's got a destiny for me. I'm going to fulfill what God has for me. Thank you, Lord. It's time we speak to the mountain, not about it. <laughs> Too many times we want to look at the mountain. That's all we see before us, and that's all we talk about. Have you ever seen people have problems and issues? Sometimes they're physical, sometimes they're other areas. That's all they talk about. They make the mountain bigger. They make the thing bigger than what it should be. Instead of saying, this is what the Lord is saying for us to do. Jesus was teaching his disciples. If you doubt not, what happened to this fig tree? If you speak to a mountain, it shall be cast into the sea. Uprooted and moved out of your way. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. But too many people are talking about the mountain. Sometimes... You listen to them, it's almost like they want you to be the therapist. They want to talk about it so much, they want a therapy session. Woe is me. Look what I'm going through. Oh, my pains. Oh, my financials. Oh, my kids. Oh, this. Jesus don't want you to have a therapy session. He wants you to believe what he said. Yes. See, when you spend time in prayer talking to the Lord, about that. After a while, God says, you need to take action from what I'm saying in the word of God. Mm -hmm. yes. Much too many people are talking about the mountain instead of talking to it. Yes. And how should you talk? <laughs> My God created you. He can move you. My God uh, created you, but you're an obstacle to me. Satan puts obstacles in front of us. We need to start not just praying to God, woe is me, look what I'm going through. You need to start speaking to that mountain, that obstacle, that thing that's been opposing you, coming in against you. You've got a destiny to fulfill, church. Amen. 
We ain't home yet and we ain't done yet. We've got a lot of work. Harvest is getting ready to come in. We need to be ready. And the enemy has done his best to try to put obstacles from one point to another. It's time we talk to the mountain and say, you must be removed. I talked about Goliath last week. Goliath was, I guess if you could say, a mountain of a man in one sense. He would come out, and I said, 40 days and 40 nights, he would come out. Get up in the morning, put his armor on, that's work. He would take a hold of what he had, that's work. Then he would march out there, and he would start talking to the children of Israel. Sometimes the enemy is trying to talk to you. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion, and that roar is trying to come and intimidate you. That's all Goliath was doing to them, intimidating them. But notice what the children of Israel was doing. (laughs) They were huddling together. They would hear. Did you hear? Did you talk? They started talking about Goliath. They would start looking at Goliath. He's a big man. We can't defeat him. It's almost like when Israel was getting ready to cross into the promised land. We are nothing but grasshoppers inside of them. They forgot that God's bigger than them. We serve an almighty God. He knows how to take care of us. He knows how to remove the obstacles. Can I tell you, he tempted them just like Satan does you. You know what happened? Israel not only huddled, they become in fear. No man wanted to go, even the king says, I can't go out and face him. (laughs) They were getting in their tents talking about Goliath. And Goliath was talking to them. The whole army was smitten with fear and they could not do anything except talk about the situation that was before them. You know how many people are talking about that? Well, I've been to this one or I've been to that one. I've been to this therapy session. It's not done me any good, not faced me any good. But God's given us the faith to look at the mountain and speak to it. See, God has already given us the right to speak authority. Then all of a sudden one man comes up, a boy. His age was just a boy. He heard what Goliath was saying. He heard what children of Israel were doing. He was looking, he says, you're in fear, but look what he's doing. All he's doing is talking to you. There's been no fighting yet. For 40 days, they've been in this one on one side, one on another. And I like the enemy to stop you from where you need to be. He comes against you and tries to take territory from you. And I dare him to come in and try to take up any more. I've been speaking to the mountain and say, it must be removed. The hindrances, the areas that's keeping me from moving where God desires me to be. It's up to me to move to that place that God says move. I've got to speak to the mountain. David had the audacity. He says, I'll go and talk to the boy. I'll go and talk to the mountain. I'll go and talk to Goliath. He has been intimidating one person. God is calling you to speak to your mountain. Sometimes so many people, they're talking about the issues in the United States and they're making it look so big. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, with God on our side, we are winners. 
We've got to look at it. Uh, no mountain is going to stand before us and say, I'm keeping you from moving where God wants you to. God wants to move that mountain out of your way. That obstacle out of your way. That offense that's been coming to you. God says, I will remove it. But he says, you've got to speak to it. There's some in their personal lives, they talk about the doctor's report. They talk about the family member has been vexing them. They talk about the financial difficulties. You know what? My God owns everything. Why not talk about God to the mountain, to the doctor's report? My God shed his life's blood. He took those stripes that I might be healed. Speak to the mountain. That vexing family member, you will no longer vex me, but I am an overcomer. I'm coming out. I'm coming up. I'm the anointed. I've been appointed to do what God says. Sometimes, now, let's get now to nitty gritty. Sometimes you get together once a year, and sometimes you are dreading getting together with some of these people. Am I the only one that's got family members like that? They come up to you, and that's all they want to talk about, the things that they're going through, what's happening in their lives, what's going on. Sometimes it's that family reunions. Or they catch you at a funeral home. Or they catch you in the store. You may not see them very often. All of a sudden, you walk away going, whew, I'm glad that's over with. But that's like the enemy. He tries to come. And it's a struggle sometimes when you look at that mountain. If it's all you look at is a mountain, you got to start looking at the mountain and say, my God created you. He knows how to move you. That word is, uh, quit struggling with it. Tell you never, it says it's time to stop struggling. Many will talk about how big Goliath is. Many will talk about how long his spear is. Many will talk about, can you imagine carrying that shield that he's got? Or look at the sword that he carries. See, you're looking at all the obstacles that is before you instead of saying, wait a minute, my God is more than enough. He will supply all my need. He'll take care of Goliath anytime that I need Oh, thank God he knows how to do things, church. See, the more you talk about the mountain, the more you huddle together with others that are the same mindset. That's all they want to talk about their problems. They never talk about the word of God. They never talk about what God says about the situation. It's time we pick up the word of God and believe what it says. Instead of stressing out over this and that. In other words, we need to talk to the mountain. Jesus never said to go to the mountain and just talk about the mountain. But he said, talk to the mountain. If you'll say this to the mountain, he said, isn't that what the scripture just said? Yes. Or should I say to you, if you have faith, say faith. faith. That's believing. And do not doubt and you will do what was done to the victory. But also if you say to this mountain, be removed. Didn't he say, say to the mountain? Yes. There's no debate there. Say to the, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. I tell you neighbors, it's this time to start speaking. What happens when, if you talk about those issues and make them bigger, there comes a spirit of oppression. 
then it brings depression. And if you don't watch it, you'll be possessed by that. Well, I'll never get beyond this mountain. I'll never get beyond this struggle. I'll never get beyond whatever it is. And that's all you're thinking. That's a spirit. You need to cast it out. You need to get it out of your home, out of your life, out of your mind, and say, when well, my God's called me and give me authority to speak to the mountain, to speak to the situation, to speak to the obstacle, to speak to the barrier. Said, you're going to move out of my way. I'm coming through. See, spirit of fear can control you, torment you, put you in such a bondage. It'll manipulate you. It'll constantly stay right there. And that's what the enemy wants to do. You know what he desires to do? To devour? To devour everything that God has promised to the children of God? Many things are being devoured today because people don't believe the word of God. Even Christians Home equities are going down. Paychecks are going down. Taxes keep going up, devouring. Things keep going other direction. But God says, if you'll trust me, I'll make your dollar go further than you ever thought. Mm -hmm. yeah. now, something that I, I've not understood. God just says, if you give me 10 cents out of every dollar, a dime, watch what I'll do with that dime and I'll increase in your life. But people hold on. That's a dime. I can't let go of that dime. Every dollar you make is just a 10 cents. You know what tide does? It unlocks heavens. It unlocks what heaven has. It unlocks what the windows of heaven wants to pour out. I like what Brother Nathan said today in Sunday school. He says, if God talks about the windows, and you can figure the windows are up higher in a home or a little bit higher than that, sometimes even higher than doors. He says, that means that that place has got so much that God's going to open the window so it just keeps gushing out. I thought, what if he opens the doors? <laughs> God opened the doors my way. <laughs> he wants to open the door for every single one. But we've got to learn to speak to the mountain. Amen. See, so many times people's retirement accounts are going down. Sometimes their careers, it seems like they're not moving in the direction that they need to go. Sometimes it seems like everything you saved seems to be devoured. It's time we let the devil know this belongs to God and no more taking from God. Yes. See, the finances I have, the, the savings account doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. My home belongs to God. And when you give it to God and when the devil tries to come and take, you're taken from God. And I will not let you take what God has given me. Time you can be stubborn about that. The devourer comes to devour. Go to Zechariah. I believe the church is getting ready to rise up in a different level. It's time we start speaking. They're trying to silence us. Take a prayer out of school. You can't pray on football fields anymore. You can't pray on sports activities anymore. We don't want to hear about Jesus no more. We don't want to hear about uh, your church activities anymore. We need you to kind of tone it down a little bit, tone it down into a place. But they don't realize what God we serve. Right. Without God, they don't have anything. It's time we get back into the school system. It's time we get back into the sports. It's time we get back into every part of this life, even in the political ranks. Allowing God to be what he said he'd be. Zechariah chapter four, two verses I want to read. 
Verse 6 says, So he answered and said to me, talking about the angel, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, say that, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. I want to stop there just for a moment. Zerubbabel was building the temple. For 17 years, if you study enough history, 17 years, 17 long years, he'd done his best. He was faced with what? He was faced with political and financial areas in his life. The political ranks wouldn't allow him to be able to build that temple. Notice what, when the Lord comes along and speaks some things. It reminds me going back to what David said, because in in 1 Samuel 17, he said, David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Notice what Zerubbabel said from God. Who is this mountain? Who is this obstacle keeping you from doing what you need to do? What is this that has come against the children of God that's trying to keep them moving to the place that they need to be, that I've called them to be? That's a mountain. That's an obstacle. That's a barrier that's trying to keep you from moving forward. I like what David says. Who is this? Who do you think you are? And that's what God was saying to Zerubbabel. He says, who is this mountain? I created mountains. I know how to take them and I'll make them flat. <laughs> I know how to take the walls of Jericho and bring them down. I know how to let you move forward in the things of God. Let me shout it from the mountaintops. Mountain, you're coming down. Yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is getting ready to do something in your life, church. Yes. There's been things in your life you've not understood. You, you think, God, what's going on? And it's all you're looking at. What if? What if? Get rid of your what ifs and start speaking into those situations. God, give me a praying spirit that that praying spirit speaks into the very atmosphere of the areas. I've been doing it with my children. I say, God, my children are bound in some ways and God, they need to be free. They need to know what freedom really is. The pleasures of this life will not satisfy. They're constantly going after this, going out. But I said, God, introduce yourself to them. And God, I come against the barriers that's keeping you from them. I speak to the mountains. I speak to those areas that's been an obstacle. If it's friends, God, remove them. If it's other areas, God, remove them. How many say amen to that? See, anything that stands in the way from getting you to your destiny that's called you, you need to say enough is enough and look at it and start speaking. In this situation, Jesus didn't ask for a prayer meeting. Jesus said, I already give you the word. I've already given you authority. I've already given you what you have need of. It's time to use what God's given you. You know what David said? I'm going to go talk to the giant. Everybody else is fear. 
fearful. He even went to the king. King was in his tent, surrounded by everybody else's guards, but he was fearful. I can't go out and face that enemy. I can't go out and face him. I'll die. It was a torment to the whole children of Israel. There are people in torment today with obstacles that's in their lives, whether it's drugs or whether it's family members or whether it's this or that. I could go on and on and on. It's time. There's even some religious folks sitting in church. They can't move forward and they can't understand why. Sometimes you need to get out of where you're at to move where God needs you to be. Religion will keep you bound. God don't want you to have religion. He wants you to have a relationship. He said, I've given you a relationship and I've given you authority. Praise the Lamb of God. When God started giving this to me, I thought, thank you, Lord. Because David was, uh, that was my life. <laughs> oh, you're just a little Ricky. You can't do much. And all of a sudden, God started opening some doors. And all of a sudden, God started moving. <laughs> it wasn't long after that, but Martha and I, we left the church we'd been in for a long time. We'd used pastors and we moved to another place. All of a sudden, the pastor from that place seen how the anointing was moving because I was moving in the realm that God wanted me to be. I had some obstacles that would not move. I said, enough is enough. And I said, we're moving. And after we moved and all of a sudden the anointing started falling, he says, won't you come back? I says, God don't want me back. I'm moving in a direction that God wants me to go. That's where God wants you to be. Move in the direction that God's called you. If there's an obstacle, speak to that mountain. Don't let it be a giant in your life to bring fear. Amen. See, offense will come. Fear will come. The enemy will keep you backed up if you allow him. Can I give you a good example? If you back up far enough, like a lot of people are doing right now, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get backslidden. If you just back away, well, he's speaking to me. He's roaring at me. He's saying these things about me and this, that, and you just keep backing up. Pretty soon you're backing out of church. Pretty soon you're backing up from a relationship with the Lord. You're allowing others to hinder you. You're allowing the enemy to come in and say these things. You need to stand your ground. Says, I'm not moving, but you're going to move mountain yes. into the sea. Quit backing up. You're going backwards. God wants you to go forwards. The apostle Paul went forwards. You'll backslide if you don't watch it. And the enemy then will tell you, says, you can't recoup. You might as well just stay away from it all. You'll be in such a backslidden condition. Next thing you know, sin looks enticing. Things have a hold on you then. At that point in time, your eyes are starting to wander. I've seen homes destroyed because people got hurt in a church because the mountain was, seemed bigger or the enemy was saying some things. It's time we shake it off Amen. and say enough's enough. The enemy will keep you intimidated. He'll try to get you to go in reverse. How many of you ever tried to drive in reverse? You're always looking back instead of forward. You're trying to control it this way. It's not easy to drive backwards. I don't like it because you can't see everything. First thing David started doing, started talking to the enemy. When he went out there, the enemy, the enemy tried to intimidate. He says, you're just a boy. A ruddy little boy. And they sent you? Who do you think you are? And look what you brought with you. You don't even have no armor. 
How are you going to win? How are you going to overcome? That's all you've got to offer? I tell you what, a little stone in God's hands goes a long ways. You may have just a little bit, but I'm telling you, in God's hands, things will be greater. The enemy don't know what he's dealing with. That's right. That's all he's trying to do. Zerubbabel, the mountain before him, was political and financial. 17 years he had battled with this. Then all of a sudden, God says, I'm going to take care of it for you. I'm going to move the mountain for you. And it's going to be a plane. Now, do you know what a plane does? It's flat. And you're going to walk on across on flat ground. I can imagine when Moses come up to the Red Sea and looked at the Red Sea, the children of Israel says, you brought us out to kill us. Now the Egyptians are behind us and we've got a wall before us. The river, the Red Sea, we can't even cross over it. God speaks to him and says, put your staff in the water and see what I will do. You know what the Bible says? They crossed on dry ground. Now, you all know what it's like when it's wet and you get on some muddy ground, you're going to get mud on your feet. The Bible says they walked across dry, dry ground. That means God's breath dried it instantly. See, you may think, can you imagine having a wall of water up here and a wall of water up there and you're walking through? I can imagine what they were thinking. What kind of God we serve that can hold back the waters? that I can cross over to the other side on dry ground with no mud on their shoes, on their sandals. Thank God. And you know what he did with the children of Israel? He says, I'll take care of the mountain behind you. I'm going to take care of Egypt. I'm going to take care of the army that's coming after you, that army that's been chasing after you. I will drown them with the water that's been holding back for you to cross over. I'll use the same mountain that the enemy has tried to use for a long time, and I'll drown them. See, God wants to take care of the enemy for you. But God says, I've given you the wherewith. Speak to the mountain. God will take care of the rest. But you need to stand the test and say, I will do that. In other words, what was taking place, God says, this position you've been in, there's coming a shift. There's coming an area where things are going to shift from this to the next. I'm taking care of the mountain. And you know what the Bible says? Zerubbabel built the temple. He got the temple built. Praise God. We got a restoration center coming. The enemy is doing everything he can to stop everything, but I'm putting him on notice. The mountains get ready to move (laughs) and we're getting ready to come in for a harvest. (laughs) Seasons are changing. It's no wonder we're doing camp meeting in the end of September because now the harvest is coming and we've had that prophecy. We've had the gifts and the tongues of interpretation has come and God says harvest is coming. I can't wait to see who God's going to bring next. Mm, I'm excited, church. But the Bible says, not only he looked at the mountain, he says, who is this? But we go back up to the verse six. He says, it's not going to be by what you think, but it's going to be by my spirit, says the Lord. Say his spirit. Because I'm sure some says, how can I do this? How can I move forward? How can I see this? Mountain moved. In Genesis 1, the Bible says God spoke. God spoke to the earth as it was being created. I'm sure the waters and the darkness looked and says, ain't no way light's coming through. But when God spoke it, it happened. The Bible says, if you look at it, God said, 
And it was. God said, and it was. But the Bible says when God said, the spirit moved. How many knows that faith comes by what? But there comes a point in time when hearing, you got to move beyond just hearing. You got to step into that realm of speaking. There's a lot of people who come to church and they hear it, but they don't operate with it. They don't act upon it. They can read all kinds of books, but they don't take what the writer is saying. God's given us his word. God's given us his word. What Jesus was doing was activating the word that was in him. He was teaching the disciples, if you speak it, don't just hear it, but utilize what I've given you. There's a lot of people says, I'm not getting fed because you're not utilizing what God's already given you. Why is God going to give you any more if you don't utilize what he's already given you? If he's giving you his word, step in that realm and speak his word. I am an overcomer. All things are working for my good. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Shall I go on? I'm a healer. I'm blessed. I'm an overcomer. I'm in a win-win situation with God on my side. How can I go wrong? That's what he was saying to, to Zerubbabel. The mountain's going to move out of your way. The political people are no longer going to have their say, but I'm going to have a final say. You know what? I was telling Martha, we call this generation now, there used to be the X generation. The, 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 I can't remember all what they put the title to them, but now they call them millennials. I said, you know what? That's a short term form, millennium. <laughs> you know what that's getting ready? If they really catch this, the rule of Christ is coming. God's getting ready to come on and says, enough with what people's done, enough with what's taking place. I'm going to accept the millennial reign, thousand year reign of Christ's kingdom. Ooh, I can't wait, church. Oh, praise the Lord forevermore. And I know he's got things set up that I'm going to be a ruler. Because the Bible says, thou good and faithful servant, welcome in. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you a ruler over many. Partially people are not faithful though. It's time to be a faithful servant. Yes. Every word that he spoke, Jesus said, every word that I speak is spirit and life. Mm-hmm. It's time we start speaking to our mountains, church. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come by just speaking it. Because when you speak God's word, <laughs> you want the spirit says, oh, that's what I've been waiting for. I can't wait to move now. But if you sit back and never speak out, see, just take it in, take it in, take it in. Just like a lot of people, they take it in, they never exercise. God gives you energy to move, but as far as many people want to sit on their backside and never move into the where God wants them to, they just get fat. Then they wonder why they're unhealthy, wonder why they're not moving forward, wonder why they're depressed. God says, I give you what you have need to, to take you to the next place. I give you my word, speak it out. I give you my word, say what I said. That's faith, that's believing God. And when you do that, watch what God will do. He'll send his spirit. It says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. See, the New Testament says he gave his spirit on the day of Pentecost. It came in, and in the last days, he's pouring it out to give us power. Say power. power. 
It's time we let the Holy Spirit speak and do what he said he would do. He speaks the word of God. And when you speak the word of God as a believer, his spirit will move on your situation. You want your family member removed from those areas that's holding them back, going into direction. Speak to the mountain. Speak to those obstacles. Speak to those barriers. Speak to the mountain, church. And watch what God will do. He'll set them free. Faith comes by hearing. I understand that. We read about it. We understand that. But it's time we speak to the mountain. That's God's faith. That's God's word. Praise the Lamb of God. Let me shout just a minute. See, watch what the Spirit will do when you speak it. There's been many times God has spoken to my life and said things. And I just spoke it out. People look at says, are you sure, Pastor? Huh. God gave me a reassurance of it. It came to pass. It happens. See, God gave you the authority. See, tell your neighbors that God gave you authority. There was one time Jesus in Luke chapter 8 was in the boat and he had a destiny to fulfill. He had a journey he was on. And in the boat, there came up a storm. It wasn't a natural storm. It was a storm to take him out. We're not going to let you get through. And sometimes the enemy will bring up storms. Sometimes the enemy will bring things up your life and you say, what's going on? The disciples were in that boat. Jesus went down to the belly of the ship and went to sleep. Disciples were up there and all of a sudden the winds and the waves were hindering them, coming at them, coming in, in and the waves were coming into the boat. They were bailing out. They were bailing out. They went to Jesus and they said, Jesus, don't you care? We perish. Jesus. They woke him up. He gets up. He didn't look at the storm. He didn't look at the water. Wow, it's coming in, isn't it, guys? <laughs> wow, I see where you're coming from. He didn't do that, did he? <laughs> Notice what the Bible says. You can read it for yourself. He rebuked the wind and the waters. He didn't look at the situation. Yeah, I feel that it may be a foot in my boat, but that, I tell you what, I've got a destiny to fulfill. Then he turns around and tells the disciples, where is your faith? Oh, you a little faith. He didn't say he didn't have it. He says, you have little faith. Believe that we have a, a destiny to fulfill. That's what an obstacle wants to do. Keep you from where you need to go. The enemy is trying to stop the church. The enemy is trying to stop you as an individual. The enemy is trying to, to keep you from moving where God wants you to be. God says, I've got a place for you. I've got a calling on your life. I've chosen you to fulfill it. But the enemy keeps putting those barriers up there. You know what the disciples said? Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey? And what did Jesus do? Spoke. He spoke what he knew was in his heart. I got to fulfill some things that is Zerubbabel. God said something's going to be spoken and it's going to be grace. Grace. Where did grace come from? The Bible says grace came from Jesus. You know what grace really means? I'm glad you asked. Favor. Not just unmerited favor. It means favor of God. Deliverance, salvation. It brings the things that God says you can have. He said, speak grace, but not just once, twice. 
It's like a capstone because in the New Testament, Jesus becomes the cornerstone, the capstone of everything that goes on. When you speak grace, favor of God, that's what God is saying. I'm giving you favor, child. I'm giving you favor, Zerubbabel. You're going to build a temple for me and people will know that I'm still God. See, God wants to take you into a favor realm. God wants to give you favor. Mm, let me shout on that one. If you don't get to shout, I'm going to shout because I've got favor with God. Yeah. I'm speaking grace. I'm speaking favor over my situation. God's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out the blessings. And God's going to take care of the mountains that I can cross on. And if it's wet, it'll become dry. And everything that God says belongs to me, I'm going to possess. Yeah. I've got a destiny to fulfill. Every single one of us do. Some in the workplace, some in the ministry, some with your family. Whatever it may be, but God has a destiny for you to fulfill. See, grace is a power to men to speak what God says favor. When you speak favor to the enemy, the enemy's got to back up. Wait a minute. They got the favor of God. They got God on their side. Say favor. When Jesus rebuked the winds and waves, what happened? Say calm. Jesus, Jesus wants to bring calm to your life. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to take the course where it needs to. But I liked what Zerubbabel was told. Shout grace. Don't just speak it. Shout it. Shout with the voice of triumph. Shout with the voice of grace. Shout with the voice of favor. I think it's time we shout some things out. This is what the Lord is doing in my life. Look what the Lord has done. As you draw nigh, as you submit to the things of God, resist the enemy and he will flee from you, the Bible says. Notice what happened with Goliath. He went down with a thud. And I liked what the, uh, David did. He took his own sword and he cut off his head. He says, you have spoken to the children of Israel. You have spoken to my family long enough. No more. He took it right off at the head. And then he lifted up the head and took it home, put it on a pole in his head. He says, I've got authority over you, boy. We need to not only have it in church, we need to have it in our homes. Yeah. If you've got things in your home that's keeping God from moving, you need to say and speak to it and start declaring victory in your home. Amen. Victory over your family. Victory over your finances. Victory over your health. Say, God has given me this. Amen. He died for it. He hung on the cross for it, church. It's time we get into the place. Favor is mine. Grace is mine. Enemy, you're moving out of my way. 17 years he battled with this. Then all of a sudden, a word from God, a favor from God. He said, shout at this, and it's going to happen by the spirit of mine. God gave us his spirit. We need to allow him to speak out over the situations. In God, good church. Amen. Speak to the mountain. That's not a time to have a prayer meeting then. That's stepping up there and saying, wait a minute, you're in my way. Speak to the mountain. Can I say it again? Speak to the mountain. Come on, say it with me. Speak to the mountain. So Jesus is saying, say to it. Speak to it. Don't just say, whoa, it's me. It's in my way. I can't get around it. 
Allow God to do what he said he would do. Time and time again, I've, I've went to the Lord. And he said, I want you to pray over this. I went to one time to a church that we was pastoring. And we had some areas that we was faced with. And they told us that, well, it's going to cost this much to take care of it. And I said, Lord, we don't got it. And it was an obstacle after an obstacle. It seemed like it come against us. And I said, God, I need you to take care of this. And I'm speaking right now. You're going to move in a way that's going to be a blessing for the church. Next thing you know, I get a phone call. And I get a phone call from the group we had got the prices from. And the one guy, he was a Christian. He says, I couldn't sleep last night. For some reason, you were on my mind. <laughs> Can you imagine? And all of a sudden, he says, can I meet you at the, the church? I want to talk to you about a plan I think will take care of the situation. Met me out there, and he brought out some plans. He says, these plans were designed for a public school that the state had already approved. And I think it'll work for where you're at. We don't need that hundred and some odd thousand dollars. I think we can do it for 11,000. What do you think about that? We didn't have $11,000, but I says, that's better than 100,000. And I says, well, we don't got, he says, well, I tell you what, we can set up payments without interest. If you want to do this done, I really feel that God wants you to get this done. I says, yes, I believe that too. <laughs> and you know what? We signed the deal. I signed the deal right then. I didn't even have to check with the board. I said, let's do it. I don't know what the board said. I set it up. We set up payment plans. We had it paid off within six months. God knows how to move church. And the work was done in two months. Praise the Lord. God knows how to move. You don't think God wants to set up a restoration center to bring restoration back to people's lives? Bring reconciliation back to people's hearts? You don't think God wants to speak into them and says, you can be free? God wants to move, but there's been mountains and I'm speaking to the mountains today. No more will you hinder what God needs to do in this time that we're living in. Amen. Same with your life. You need to start speaking to the mountain. Some of you have been facing giants and facing this area. Maybe you should come up with a movie, Facing Giants. That'd be a good title, wouldn't it? Oh, somebody's already done it. Some of you have been facing giants, but you can overcome. If you take him at his word, start speaking his word. Quitting letting the mountain be bigger than what it really is. Quit letting those areas, because they looked at the fig tree. Less than 24 hours, that thing had withered up from the root and had died from the roots. God wants to remove it from the roots. God wants to take care of it from right down. See, I don't want a band-aid on situations. I want something that's going to take care of it down to the root. Yes. And Jesus said, I'll take care of it from the root. As I showed you, as I teach, if you'll speak to your mountain, say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, it'll be removed. It'll go away because I've got a destiny for you and I want you to go after it. We've got a harvest coming, church. What are you going to do in the harvest? All of a sudden, we see people coming to church and every seat's full. And some of you that's been coming in late, wait a minute, they're taking my seat. <laughs> All of a sudden, we have to get more chairs out. All of a sudden, the foyer's full. They're, letting, they're wanting more. They need God. Harvest is coming, church. Yes. We're living in the last days and harvest is right before us. 
And we've got a duty. We've got a command. God's given us the job to do something, bring in the harvest. And I truly believe there's a generation looking. They've seen how a church has faded away in so many ways. Well, let's just have another uh, entertainment session. You come and we'll entertain you, make you feel good. And when you leave, that's all you're going to get is feel good for just a season. But God wants to deliver you. God wants to bring you into freedom. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and freedom. Now, look at your neighbor. Now, I want you to do this. Now, I don't want you to just look next to you. I want you to get out of your seat too and find someone who says, it's time to speak to the mountain. Come on, get out of your seat as you stand over the building.